United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. The president talked about what the U.S. is going to do in Syria as he was answering questions during a press conference with the three Baltic leaders uh, who were in the White House. As far as Syria is concerned, uh, our primary mission in terms of uh, that was getting rid of ISIS. We've almost completed that task and we'll be making a decision very quickly in coordination with others in the area uh, as to what we'll do. Saudi Arabia uh, is uh, very interested in our decision. And I said, well, you know, you want us to say maybe you're going to have to pay. But uh, a lot of people, you know, we do a lot of things in this country. We do them for we, we do them for a lot of reasons, but it's very costly for our country. And it helps other countries a hell of a lot more than it helps us. So we're going to be making a decision. We've had a tremendous military success against ISIS, as you know. It's close to 100 percent, as I just said. And we'll be making a decision as to what we do uh, in the very near future. That is President Trump speaking yesterday. A little bit different message being delivered by General Joseph Votel, CENTCOM commander, who was at the United States Institute of Peace yesterday for a discussion on the situation with Iraq and Syria. We have got to, we are going to have to continue to look at the, at the ways that we keep pressure on ISIS, uh, and we continue to uh, develop mechanisms on the ground that help us de-escalate these situations that continue to uh, continue to arise so that they can be addressed through discussion and diplomacy as opposed to... Uh, fighting. And uh, so I think this is kind of the situation that we uh, we find ourselves uh, uh, at here in, in Syria. Again, uh, a lot of very good military progress made over the over the uh, over the last couple of years. But again, the hard part, I think, is in front of us, and that is stabilizing these areas, consolidating our gains, getting people back into their homes, uh, addressing the long term uh, uh, issues of reconstruction and other things that will have to be done. And, and this, of course, is uh, there is a there is a military role in this. Also yesterday, speaking at this event, Brent McKirk, who is the special presidential envoy for the global coalition to defeat ISIS. Um, in terms of our campaign in, in Syria, we are in Syria to fight ISIS. That is our mission. Uh, and that mission isn't over, and uh, we're going to complete that mission. Let's bring into the conversation Michael Yaffe, who is Vice President of the Middle East and Africa Center at the United States Institute of Peace. The Twitter handle is at USIP. Michael, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, Tim. Good morning to you and everyone. Clearly yesterday, uh, it was an hour-long presentation, so we're not going to be able to get into all the nuances and the subtleties. But it seems to me that what we heard from the President yesterday and what you were hearing yesterday at the USIP event had were conflicting messages. I, I don't think they were so conflicting. What you heard there was the president uh, expressing a desire for bringing U.S. troops on as soon as possible. Both he and General Votel emphasized that the fight is not over and that uh, in Syria, um, whereas uh, ISIS has been defeated in about 90% of the country, uh, there are still pockets where it remains, and so the mission of defeating ISIS is still ahead of us. And the question then becomes what happens after that and how do we work uh, with uh, uh, parties on the ground? How do we work with, our, with the neighbors in order to basically stabilize it and stabilize it with the minimum U.S. footprint? Um, what they discussed as well, what uh, also attending the event, was the 
administrator for U.S. Uh, Agency for International Development, Mark Green, who talked about how there is under review a, a framework called the Stabilization Assistance Review, which is set, uh, which is uh, is supposed to come out with a framework where they would describe how they would do stabilization in Iraq and elsewhere in the region as well. So this is all part of a bigger review that's still taking place. It did seem to me, from what I was listening to, that there was a, a, a cautious but optimism about the situation in Iraq right now. Yeah, there's there's, there's a there's very, very stark difference between Iraq and Syria. Uh, in Iraq, there has uh, been a number of key events um, which people throughout the conference yesterday kept referring to as a pivotal moment uh, for Iraq. And uh, you have this you have certainly the beginning of that is a um, uh, the defeat of ISIS that but it was a defeat that was done uh, with a coalition of Iraqi forces from the Peshmerga, from the army and other elements, and so this has brought a new sense of nationalism uh, into Iraq, and this is now coming right before uh, a major national election on May 12th, and those elections will be pivotal pivotal towards the future. But again, it was there, you really got a sense that today is very different from the time of 2003. Today, there is a much stronger uh, a notion that the country is ready for democracy and moving ahead. Again, Michael Yaffe with his vice president of the Middle East and Africa Center at the United States Institute of Peace. Yesterday, this event we were just referring to, fraught terrain stabilizing Iraq and Syria after ISIS. This, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, uh, my uh, uh, Michael. But but the the idea, the complexity of this, which includes the Russian element, the Turkish element, the the Kurds who are a little disappointed, I think that the the the, the signals they were hearing from President Trump. I I'm not sure how we can capture all of that, but it does seem to me that there is a lot more here than just the U.S. relationship with Syria or the U.S. battle, if you will, with Syrian President Assad. You're absolutely right, Tim. That uh, it is a very complex element, and it is because of the uh, it involves so many other countries inside of uh, inside of uh, Syria and what they're doing in there, and each has different interests, and many of those interests are competing against each other. There have been recent discussions about whether or not the previous administration was tough enough on President Assad. Whether that red line moment was a moment that we should not have let pass. I'm not sure if that was part of the discussion yesterday. I don't, I don't think I heard that. But I wonder, has there been a sort of a collective review of whether or not the previous administration might have stubbed its toe? Um, not in yesterday's conversation as much. There are, have been other uh, studies that have been done, uh, certainly on, uh, and a lot of talk about what was done under the Obama administration. Um, uh, but yesterday's was... Um, conversation was really focused on what's happening now and what is happening into the future. One of the reasons I ask that is not so much about blaming, but rather to get a sense of what needs to be done moving forward if if there are lessons to be learned from what has or has not worked in Syria. Yeah, it was. that's a great question as well. Uh, that was actually a question that was posed to uh, General Votel, and I liked his answer very much, which was that one of the key lessons that uh, that we picked, we have learned from these these uh, long conflicts we've been in the Middle East, is the importance of what was called by, through, and with. This is the idea that uh, that the only way we are going to make substantial gains is when is working very closely with the local people, um, 
and have that they have the key stake into their own future and and how they support various groups. And in this sense, that that uh, it's important that in this case, like in Turkey, in, in Syria, we were working with the uh, particularly with the Syrian Kurdish forces to for the defeat of ISIS. Um, and uh, so again, working at that level as well as uh, the work of that now comes with regard to reconciling um, the local differences, local peace accords become a, a critical factor going forward. And this has been something which USIP, in particular the U.S. Institute of Peace, has been heavily involved in in Iraq and in other places. And so we will see how this works out in the future. I think it was Brent McGurk, uh, again, the special presidential envoy for the Global Coalition to Defeat ISIS. I think he's the one yesterday who said buy through and with is not a, not a bumper sticker. Yes, that's right. And that really, what he was trying to emphasize there was that, you know, that, that much of these things have to work uh, at the local level where uh, when displaced people return, that they, in order to have a stabilized situation, they need some key things. Uh, they need to have rubble removed, they need electricity, they need water, they need demining. And so that, uh, so in order for these people to have a, a sustained future environment in which they're invested into the future is quite critical. Again, at the uh, at the uh, the USIP yesterday, you had this particular stabilizing Iraq and Syria, also Iraq and its neighbors, and and a pivotal moment for Iraq. I wonder where Iran is in all of these conversations, because clearly they try to extend their reach beyond their own border, and whether or not that is a factor in what is taking place both in Syria and Iraq right now. It, they certainly are. They're they're a key part of the neighborhood, and uh, they have their own interests that they want to pursue in in both places. Um, in Iraq, of course, the, the, the long-term thing has always been, I think, for Iran to maintain a weak Iraq, one one that would not be able to challenge uh, Iran. Um, and so they have been active very much uh, through militia units that they support, and uh, they will also have their interests uh, that they will put forward in the election coming forward. And, of course, in, in, in Syria, they are a major backer of the Assad regime, um, which uh, which uh, has been key, I think, to the survival of the regime, when it, particularly when it looked like it was in terrible trouble uh, quite a few years ago. So they have a lot of interest that they're trying to pursue in this area. Is there any sense of what happens after Assad, although we can kind of look and smirk at the line, you know, Assad's days are numbered, at some point he will go away. And I wonder, is there more royal family in the wings? Is there some sort of a structure that would take place? Because you always have to wonder about what vacuum might be left. He's not an old man, but again, these things are unpredictable. Oh, you're right. And <laughs> making predictions about the future in Syria is not the best game in town. However, <laughs> For sure. you know, the, the, the Alawites, um, uh, of which, uh, it, which is the, the tribe from which um, the Assad family arises, is about 10% of the population. And uh, and they have, of course, a vested interest uh, within the family, within the tribe, to remain to maintain the top dog in Syria. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they have that. That would be their key interest that they will continue to pursue there as well. So, I guess that we are going to keep reviewing this. And uh, General Votel, uh, it, it did not sound like, although, as you say, it's not really contradictory to the president, but it didn't sound like troops are coming out of there anytime soon. The, what, 2,000 or so, I guess, are in place, correct, in Syria? Yeah, it's about 2,000. And, and yes, I mean, as far as people were going, they said the key goal right here now is to uh, concentrate on the defeat of ISIS and then, and then 
and then turn to the, the complex problems that are going to remain after that. But all on this panel did point to the importance of diplomacy. That was the ultimate solution and goal, correct? All of them did, including yeah. Jeffrey Votel. Absolutely. That's, that's, right. that's the lessons learned for the future. Michael, thanks for helping us make some sense of this. Uh, Michael Yaffe, thanks for being on POTUS today. Uh, Tim, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Mike, Michael Yaffe, Vice President of the Middle East and Africa Center at the United States Institute of Peace. The event yesterday was fraught terrain stabilizing Iraq and Syria after ISIS. The participants we mentioned, General Joe Votel, who is the CENTCOM commander, also Ambassador Mark Green, who's the administrator for USAID, and Brett McGurk, who's a special presidential envoy for the Global Coalition to Defeat ISIS. All of them expressing their thoughts yesterday, and evidently not quite so contradictory a message. It sounded like it on the surface, but as Michael told us, maybe not quite so contradictory to what the president has been saying about getting out of Syria. We'll see how things develop. The Twitter handle, by the way, is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.